Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, episode 27. We are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and mainland, and Macau. That is absolutely totally true, listeners. I can vouch for that.、Um, I am your host, as always, Chris J. Bradshaw, and in the house, or shall I say, studio today, we have a different host with the most S, all the way from、um, America.、Uh, introduce yourself, please. All right, my name is William.、Um, yes, I was born in the states, but I-, I lived in New Zealand most of my life, so technically Kiwi. Yeah, you, you still have a very nice cultured American accent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> one, one must say that. Yeah.、Yes. Um. So, Will, what's your second name? Um.、Uh, Lamont. Okay.、Sorry. So maybe next time I can say, and my co-host is Will Lamont.、Oh, yeah. Middle name.、Cool. Uh, Miles. Ooh, Miles.、Mm-hmm. I like that. Well,、yes. named after my uncle. uncle okay. Miles. Hopefully, we can do some miles together. Hey. Shine together. <laughs> so, whereabouts in America were you born? Uh, born in Phoenix, Arizona,、um, moved to the West Coast, and then quickly jumped to New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Phoenix, Arizona, awesome place. Was there last summer?、Mm. I, I told you about that. Slightly、um, warm. Yeah, it's slightly warm in the summer. Yeah, for sure. But still beautiful.、Mm. Really nice. Cool. Very cool place. No, not cool in terms of temperature. Right. Yeah. Pretty hot. So anyway, well, we're very sizzling today, Will, because not only do we have a special relationship, we have, of course, British and American hosts in the studio. Yeah, we have a, a sizzling special guest.、Uh, <laughs> introduce yourself. You are. I'm Sally Chen from Loding in Guangdong Province.、Oh, lovely, Sally. Loding in Guangdong, and Sally is a very good friend of mine, of ours, Chan Jedi.、Uh, we go back quite a bit, Sally. We've done lots of different projects together, haven't we? Yes, we do. We do. So tell our listeners what exactly you are up to at the moment in the business world. You've always got your fingers in lots of pots, haven't you? <laughs> Now I'm working in a training center, Star Education in Jinwan District. Star Education. Yes, Star、oh. Education. Yes, that's the name. And then, well, when I applied for the job, I was the assistant. I, 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 uh, they say I will be the assistant of the foreign teachers. But actually, now they don't have many students,、okay. and we are trying to get more students.、Oh. So. It's the education training center, but not really doing the English training at the moment. So we are doing like the nurse job, we, you know,、uh, pick up the students. Are、uh, looking after the kids, looking like after、uh, the kids. Uh, yeah, okay. Is it like、yes. an after school program? Uh, yes, like the after school, like、oh, at mid time,、mm. we need to go to the school to pick up the students,、mm. and then they will have lunch at the、mm. center, and then take a nap,、mm-hmm. and then uh send them to school. Uh, after class, uh, in the afternoon, uh, we will help them with their homework also after、okay. the dinner. That's essential, isn't it?、Mm-hmm. Homework.、Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So. You mentioned something earlier, which I've heard a lot about. Will, I'm sure you have too. Someone starts a job in China、um, on the basis that they're going to do A, B, and C, and they end up doing Z, F, and G.、Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> why, why do you think that is? That's a podcast in itself, isn't it? Well, <laughs> well now, 
Well, I was English teacher, you know, when I graduated from university, mm. and then I back to my hometown to be to teach in the middle school for four years, and then uh, after four years, uh, I was running uh, a quit job for some um, family listen sure. situation. Well, that I will talk about later. Mm -hmm. Private. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about it either, it's private, can we? Is, is this the reason for why you, in China, because you know, in China you get a job and you're meant to do this and then it all changes, doesn't it? It changes. What, what do you think the reason for that is? Uh, it's, uh, for me, it's my marriage situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, anyway, uh, and then I go outside to work uh, to do the trading business uh, and in Shenzhen for about three years. Jewelry business, right? Jewelry, mm -hmm. yeah, jewelry display, jewelry display. And I also uh, running an English training center for two years. Mm. I was the assistant of the foreign teacher. And so my job uh, was I helped the training center to find foreign teachers, uh, more than four foreign teachers. We were teaching in five kindergartens and I helped them to plan the classes mm. uh, for each foreign teachers, you know, they don't, they may not have the experience to teach in the kindergarten. Mm. And so when they go there, uh, what should I teach? What should I to do? What, 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 what do you need me to do? Yeah. So I need to make a plan first. And then before the class, uh, also prepare the tool for the, uh, for the teacher uh, to teach in the class. That's my job basically, and then to be assistant in the class. Okay, yes. your life was rather quite boring then, I think you used to say, and then suddenly there was an advert online for a customer service person, wasn't there, in a clinic, Hi My Doctor Clinic, yeah. which you came and, and did an interview for, and that's where we met, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, and then your yes. life just went boom! Yes. <laughs> And take the boom is wherever way you want to go. Well, with, uh, you know, when I send you the email, you can see what I write in the email. Life is full of miracle, mm. right? For me, you know, teacher and then training center and then customer service. Mm. Uh, English customer service in the international clinic. After three years as a housewife at home. <laughs> Good to get out. Good to get yes. out of the house. Yeah. Yes, yes. You remember when I uh, write you the email and to say I want this job. Yeah. And then uh, who's the girl who introduced me? Who's the girl in the in, oh, in Christ, the clinic? Sally, Yuki. Uh, I can't remember. She's, uh... Yeah, she's. So she told me that I write the wrong email. It seems like I need this job very much. Oh, I indeed. Want this job. Yes, you, yes, you did very passionate. Yes, yes about that. Yes. Good, very yes, good. Yes, yes. And then I, you know, go for interview. Actually, I remember one of my questions I asked Sally was, what would be your reaction if we face some challenges in, in the clinic? Mm -hmm. And her reaction was, well, it's a bit like a husband and a wife, you know, you, you just get over your challenges. You don't split up and, and leave and, mm. and do, you know, say a Barney or anything like that. You just work through it and move on to the next challenge, which I thought was a very good um, uh, explanation. Um, come back for that question. So, very good. Researchers are in my uh, ear, Will. Just quickly on that, why do you think it is that in China, you know, you get to do a job and then the job doesn't end up being the job you're actually doing? In a nutshell, please. Um, I guess it's because they make a statement, they rush to the end to fulfill that statement, and then they start filling in the holes that they skipped over on the way. Which, you know, it gets yeah. things done. It's, it's also an illusion of, of progress as well. So there are benefits to it, and there are also downfalls to it as mm. well. Yeah. Good short answer. I think there's definitely a podcast for that, um, definitely, because I think it's probably happened to a lot of us, uh, certainly a lot of our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, but life does end up uh, throwing a few spanners in the work, doesn't it? Okay, um, well, it's time for both of you to answer your first um, Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning. Sunday morning question of the week then. Okay, I'm going to pit a question to you from one of our um, researchers. A question this week, actually it looks quite tame um, this week, unfortunately. Should have given us a better one. What's your favourite national holiday in the country of your birth? What's your favourite national holiday that I guess you like to celebrate, you like to celebrate the most 
in the country of your birth. So I'm guessing we'll go with America or New Zealand for you, Will. Oh, yep. Yeah? New Zealand. Uh, America, yep. Do you want, yeah, um, we'll go China for you. Uh, will, you fire away with your one first. What's your favourite? Uh. <laughs> Don't celebrate holidays? Not really. Too busy? No. I like your style. Yeah, no. Sign him up, researchers. Sign yeah. him up. Not huge on holidays, um, but uh, we do like to take the chance to take some time off. Usually when everybody else is at work. Okay. It works well that way. <laughs> so when you were in America uh, or New Zealand, there wasn't a particular holiday that you kind of always looked forward to as growing up kind of thing or you miss now? I guess the only one I could, could say would be Halloween. Um, Ooh. For, for me, that's, that's just a really nice time of year. You like scaring kids? I like getting kids together and then having a party and then scaring them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, take what you want from that, yeah. listeners. Uh, moving on, Sally, well, what, what holiday in China do you like the most? I bet I can answer it for you, but go uh, ahead. Still New Year. So it's the Spring, the spring Festival. Yes. Which, of course, to our listeners is not uh, 31st of December. It's Correct. follow the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. So it's generally around February, January, isn't it, Time. Uh, yeah, around January, yes. Why is it your favourite holiday? Because uh, we have at least seven days holidays. After you know, before I was te- I was teacher, and then every uh, ho- I will have the summer summer holiday and winter holidays. And mm-hmm. then I work outside, you know, uh, at, in the company. We just have one day or two days holiday or three days holiday in the uh, in the month sometimes. And then during the new year, we will have at least seven days holidays. Take a break. Yeah. It's, yes. So it's the time you like the you like the time scenario. Yes. Which I, I guess everyone would. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Spring festival. I like. Actually, I love living in China for the reason that my favourite holiday in England is Christmas. Uh, it's cold. It's my birthday time as well. So I get birthday uh, school. I used to get school holiday. My birthday, then school holiday, then you get Christmas, then you get New Year. Mm. And when you live in China, you get all that. And then you get the Spring Festival, the Chinese New Year as well. So basically, for me, December, January and February is just a holiday. Um, yeah, where not much work goes on. But a lot of planning and creativity certainly does. So I kind of like that in China. I have kind of three months. And it's cooler then as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it can get a bit hot here. Little, 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 little bit hot here, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're okay, well, because you've got the streamlined hairstyle. I, yes, to a certain degree, but it just makes the sweat show up more, so I have, like, this <laughs> <Yeah>. porcupine <laughs> head with beads of sweat porcupine everywhere. Head. Porcupine head, porcupine well. Yeah. Do you have to wear a swimming cap in the pool as well now, or? Yeah, that's been a big argument. <laughs> <laughs> we did a podcast on that, yeah, you go, you go. And Sally, you, you're, you're into the, the shorter hair look as well. I've got the longest hair in the studio at the moment, so uh, that's because times are hard at the moment. I haven't got my paycheck from China Jedi. Anyway, Anyway, that's another... Yeah, they'll probably take that away. Um, okay, so one thing I want to quickly touch on here with holidays is we've just had the Moon Festival, mm. which is one of China's other main holidays. Yes. So in the Moon Festival, they eat moon cake. Yes, they eat moon cake. And can you explain, that's not a cake with a piece of the moon in, is it? No, the moon cake... I. I just did some research online. There's mm. many stories about mooncake, but I can't remember even one of them. <laughs> well, luckily our researchers can, because they've given me something to say here. The Moon Festival, <laughs> listeners, in China, also known as the Mid-Autumn Festival, or the Lantern Festival, three different names, how complicated life can be, takes place each year on the 15th day of the 8th lunar month. Yeah, This is the date of the autumn equinox, which you know a lot of us celebrate around the world. Yeah. You know, when we focus on nature, when the moon is at its furthest point from the earth and hence appears bright and completely round. And the moon last night was wonderful. Mm, When when I met you by the playground, Mm -hmm. I said to my son, look at the moon. Yeah. Uh, So that's basically what it's about. It's if you take it back to ancient times, it's about the equinox, basically, um, and the changeover into autumn um, period. Now, (laughs) the researchers give me some other funny thing. Talking about strange holidays. Um, here's a funny one. When you live on a tropical island, which we don't, weather reports may not be quite as integral in your daily routine, but you still need to plan when it is or is not acceptable to wear shorts to business meetings, apparently, in this country. Well, Sally? Yeah. <laughs> Bermuda. Yeah. Anyone, lis- any listeners in Bermuda? I don't know if we have any. If you do, um, how do you say hello in Bermudan? I don't know, but let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know how you say hi 
I reckon you get away with high. Oh, okay. So yeah. high Bermuda. Um, Bermuda celebrates this important mark on the calendar with the May 24th holiday called Bermuda Day, which marks the first day residents consider it acceptable to swim in the ocean, to release their boats on the water, and to wear Bermuda shorts as business attire. Yes, there you go, Bermuda Day, 24th of May, you can wear your shorts to business meetings. Mm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Do you wear... Are you wearing shorts for business meetings? I'm I'm allowed China... Actually, these are my jeans, and they... Times are hard, so I cut them into shorts, (laughs) because temperature's so hot here, you don't really get... Yeah. It's a bit sad, yeah. You know what I'm saying, though, will you? I'm sure you do the same. Yeah, I love jeans. I used to live in jeans, (laughs) but... I, they're in a cupboard somewhere. I don't know. Do you, well, maybe you should cut them up. Like no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you might be. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. answers. Good answers. Um, let's uh, let's get into my favourite game. Guess who? We've got to remember. Guess who? Then, famous Chinese person. You have to try and find out who it is. I'm going to give you some clues. If you do know who it is, which you probably won't, um, wait until the end. So our listeners can also play the game. I'm sure our listeners do a hell of a lot better than our hosts. But then if the listeners do have internet, it's probably going to be a lot easier, isn't it, Will? This is true. Before. Okay, here we go. Well, apparently Will is an expert in pre-19th century Chinese political history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Sally, uh, well, considering you don't know what the Mooncake Festival's about, I've got a bit of, a, a bit of, a bit of concern for you, Will, today. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go, then. <laughs> now we have many mooncake, right. sweet... Salty, beautiful one, and the packet of the mooncake is more beautiful than the mooncake. Oh, you said it. You said it on China Jedi. Mm. I think you're right. Do you like bitten mooncake ones? They have an A in it. Yeah. Do you eat mooncake? I unfortunately I haven't. I think they've all sold out. (laughs) What a shame. I shall bring some. (laughs) I tell you, when you look at a mooncake and you look at the ingredients in the pack. I mean, it's like thousand ingredients. Yeah. You've got to wonder when they were made. Probably made about five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a massive industry, isn't it? Mooncakes in China. A lot no. of money's made from mooncakes. Yeah, especially the package of the mooncake is just too overdone. Yeah. Uh, I think they are beautiful, though. I but know I, it's beautiful. To taste. Taste. To look at, yeah. <laughs> I think the the um, the analog to to Western society would be the fruitcake. So fruitcakes are regifted and and given away. <laughs> yeah. Nobody actually eats them. I think yeah, it's the same true. thing with mooncakes. Yeah. You can put them away for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Right. Anyway, back to guess who. So here's the here's the um, the clues. So this guess who was born in um, I think it's Huayan. H u a i a n. Huayan. 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 Jiangsu province, yeah? On the 5th of March, 1898, as a Pisces dog, yeah? His father was the second of four sons of a magistrate, and his birth mother was the daughter of a prominent Jiangsu official, okay? His actual birth mother died in 1907 when he was nine, and his adoptive mother, Madame Chen, ooh, same surname as you, but of course... That doesn't mean anything in China, does it? Uh, died in 1908 when he was just 10. So he lost both of his mothers in a couple of years. That's Poor sad. chap. His father was working in Hubei, far from Jiangsu. And in 1910, his father's older brother offered to care for him. The family in Huayan agreed and he was sent to stay with his uncle in Manchuria at Shenyang, where he began to work in a government office. They really give you some... Real good tips, don't they, the researchers? Mm. Mm. It's just, just rolling off your tongue, isn't it, this person? There's a few red herrings in there. Yeah, there's, uh... <laughs> oh, there's a lot of red herrings. <laughs> uh, this is where the long story begins, dear Sally and William and our listeners. And indeed, it is far too long, shall I say, to fit into this podcast. So to fast forward. <laughs> this person did indeed become a skilled and able diplomat. He served as the Chinese foreign minister from 1949 to 1958 advocating peaceful coexistence with the West after the stalemated Korean War. He participated in the 1954 Geneva Conference and the 1955 Bandung Conference and helped orchestrate Richard Nixon's 1972 visit to China. Where I do believe they played a bit of ping pong, didn't they, Will? They yeah. Who won? Sure, it was a bit of Chinese, wasn't it? Must yeah, be. put a bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> he helped devise policies regarding the bitter disputes with the US, Taiwan, the Soviet Union after 1960, India and Vietnam. He survived the purges of other top officials during the Cultural Revolution, 
While Mao dedicated most of his later years to political struggle and ideological work, he was the main driving force behind the affairs of state during much of the Cultural Revolution. His attempts at mitigating the Red Guard's damage and his efforts to protect others from their wrath made him immensely popular in the Cultural Revolution's later stages. Yeah? This guy's pretty famous. Mm. I know you know him. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I just don't remember the name. As Mao Zedong's health began to decline in 1971 and 1972, Sally, he struggled against the Gang of Four internally over the leadership of China. His health was also failing, however, and he died eight months before Mao on the 8th of January 1976 at two minutes past 12. No, I'm only joking. I just put that bit in about the, the clock. Uh, age 77. The massive public outpouring of grief in Beijing turned to anger towards the Gang of Four, leading to the Tiananmen incident. Um, although succeeded by Hua Guofeng, Deng Xiaoping, his ally, was able to outmaneuver the Gang of Four politically and eventually take Hua's place as paramount leader by 1978. This guy's really in the mix with, you know, quite recent Chinese history. Some of his famous quotes to get your lips licking. Did I say that? Is that politically Perhaps correct? Not. Perhaps not. <laughs> what would you have said instead, I don't my American friend? <laughs> so you've got to say something. Get the brain cogs moving, perhaps? <laughs> to, get your, to get your saliva frothing, perhaps. Oh, oh, yes. Your brain thinking? No, no, no. Okay, all diplomacy is a continuation of war by other means. Quite nice. Interesting one. And finally, China is an attractive piece of meat coveted by all but very tough, and for years no one's been able to bite into it. Mm. Like how he's used the food there as an analogy. Yeah, like, yeah. like something. Okay, well that's all you're getting for now. What do you reckon, Sally? Me? You want to say ting ba don't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's an air of silence there from our Chinese special guest. William Lamont, what do you think? I know who you're referencing, Ooh. but I cannot, for the life of me, recall his name. The name, that is a problem, isn't it? But, all right, yes. <laughs> okay, well, I can give you some, some clues there. Will Nini went off of his studio chair. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to it later. Listeners, hope you're doing better than they are. It's time da -da 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 for Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway but Dway then. True, not false. I will give you an interesting fact. And actually, together you will work to come out with true or false on what I'm about to say, okay? So, That's America good. and China, yes, <laughs> here we go. So, today, today, today is this. According to a recent report, under 67% of Chinese internet users have a social media account, compared to over 91% of the online population of the United States. I'll say that one more time. According to a recent report... Under 67% of Chinese internet users have a social media account compared to over 91% of the online population of the United States. Very specific numbers there. You've got to decide if it's true or false. Discuss. What do you think? What? I, I think I agree with you. I believe it's... I think the statistics are swapped around. I think that's a uh, false statement. Well, I like where you're going here. Explain more. Um... So with, with the way that uh, China's working at the moment, especially with applications like WeChat or Weixin, um, most people use that every day, not only for communication, but for easy ways of, of banking and paying for things. Um, so the, what would you call it, the saturation is mm. much heavier in China than in, in the States, where you know people might have a, a Facebook um, Many people on the, on the East and West Coasts will have various social media accounts but i think the the the, the chinese market is more saturated with with social media accounts because um, yeah i mean what this is actually saying is it, it and this is the way the way from the mm. researchers is that there's more netizens in america uh, that are online and using mm. social media then there is china yeah? that's yeah. the crux of it and you're saying it's the other way around mm. um which of course i can't comment on this sally w would you be in agreement there with what do you think the chinese use internet more as more internet users in china than america I think Chinese use uh, internet more than America, especially for the you know communication tool WeChat, mm. QQ. We use it almost every hours, like to send WeChat moment, 
uh, to send message to do video call even my five years old daughter yeah she used my WeChat to call her friends to a video call but I mean Americans do that as well and it's a big country America's a big country China's a big country why would Americans do I mean this says that Americans do more why, why would they do less than China I don't know why they say that but I think like when we start to use QQ everyone use QQ when we now everyone use WeChat we use it every day if you lost the phone and what you worry about oh I need to sign in my WeChat with, <laughs> my, my, with my iPad or something like someone is calling me or send me WeChat I need to reply it would you say that uh, if you look at the social economic status of China the people that are in the poor category, would you say that they all have phones now? Uh, most of, I would say 90% of the people yeah. that have phone, they use smartphone and they, now, almost everyone use WeChat with their phone. Even if they have a, you know, low paying job, or maybe not Even, a job at all, yeah, they'll still they, have a phone, yeah? They, they still have the smartphone and then still use the WeChat. I was working in the factory before, mm. every workers they have phone and they use WeChat. And then yeah. the company also have the WeChat group yeah, yeah. Uh, for the job, to discuss the job. Yeah, everyone in the company, they will use the WeChat, they will have the WeChat group for the job. Uh, different uh, different job and then have different WeChat. What about old people? Old people use phones here? Do you old think? people oh, yeah. also use phone. My yeah. father also use phone. He, well, mainly my, my niece, I mean, she's seven years old, use the phone, her, his phone, to call my daughter. What about in America though, Will? I mean, do you say everyone has a... This is a difficult question. I'm surprised you, you were quite confident there's a lot more... Is that because there's just more people in China than America? Is that why you go with this? Um, I'm not trying no. to sway you ever. Anyway. I, I, I think I think it's something to do with um, the way that um, smartphones were introduced to China. They kind of mm. skipped the whole brick, you know, Nokia little brick phones. They had yeah. them to a certain degree, but in the states and in in the West, I guess it was much more. Um, it was played out over a longer period. Yeah. But here, things have gone from you know having having a telephone in your house to bang, you know, they have smartphones straight away. Second second thing would be the the low cost of Android phones here. You can get a really nice Android phone. Some are made here. Yeah, because they're made here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're they're inexpensive. And WeChat is is not a, a subscription service. Yeah. So you know you can get a cheap phone. Yeah. That has a uh, a cheap phone that has WeChat on it, and you can communicate with virtually anyone. There's another aspect as well, and I think that we don't really realize it in in the West, but there are so many migrant workers here. It is more common than not that your parents are somewhere else mm. in China working. Um, they are either in their hometown and you've moved away mm. or you live in the hometown and they've both moved away to perhaps different cities just a necessity. it's a necessity yeah. it's the way that they keep in touch yeah okay so I like that um, according to a recent report under 67% of Chinese internet users have a social media account compared to over 91% of the online population of the United States uh, true or false you say false, false. and the answer is um, yeah it's false excellent well done <laughs> And even, <laughs> even more excellent here, uh, listeners, I will credit where credit's due. Uh, Anthony never, ever gets these right. 91% um, of Chinese internet users have a social media account, compared to under 67% of the online population in the United States. So it's, you're absolutely right, Will. Uh, it is flipped. Uh, so there you go. 91% compared to 67%. China has over 600 million netizens. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. You want to do business in China? Get on the phone. Podcast people, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Just not our one. Okay, um, very good, lovely. Let's move on. Ooh, China Jedi topic time. You got it all right. China Jedi topic time. Then, where we discuss something interesting. Um, we've got a well. Today we have a topic of the week. We've got a question from a one of our listeners, uh, Miss Betty Swallocks in Wuhan. Uh, Miss Betty Swallocks in Wuhan. Have we had anyone from Wuhan before? Anyway, Miss, uh, Miss Swallocks says, Why do so many Chinese never use their actual face as a social media profile picture, such as on WeChat or Weibo? I'll say again, why do so many Chinese never use their actual face 
as a social media profile picture such as WeChat or Weibo? That's a good question. Um, first of all, yes. my, let's, let's think of us. Uh, we're on WeChat. Yep. Uh, I have a... Um, I changed... Uh, I don't ever change it, really, but I changed my a couple of months ago. I have one playing guitar, and it's a reflection of me in the... So I just thought it was quite a creative photo mm-hmm. when it came out. One of those that you never thought would be good. Mm-hmm. So I just put that up. Um, Will, what have you got? Um, a picture of me holding my son. So, yes. In, any, in a creative way, or just holding your son? Well, I'm holding my son, and he's trying to climb my head, so I guess that's good. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, not pulling your hair out, obviously. No. no. I've got a beard. You, beard, that. Yeah. you know when you're getting old, don't you? When you have more hair on your face than on top of your head. Yeah, or elsewhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sally, what, what picture do you have on your WeChat profile? Uh, I have two WeChat. Oh. One, I used the picture uh, of a woman doing meditation, and the background is yin and yang. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I chose that picture because at that time I was uh, a little down, mm. and then just like see the picture of Yin and Yang, looking for balance. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I I'm, I'm looking for balance in my life. Many things. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah, that sounds and then yeah, cool. The other picture I use uh, is mother and daughter. The okay. daughter sitting uh, on the chair and the mother. Uh, Hold the baby, hold the girl, mother and daughter together. I picked up that picture when I was working in an international clinic. At that time, I sent my daughter back to Rodin, my oh. parents' home. Uh, I miss her very much. Ah, I see. Yes, and then I think that when I saw the picture, mother and daughter, I always think that she's just come back with me, mother and daughter, although she's happy. Uh, uh, in Lodin because she has four cousins. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So I understand your means there. Yeah. So, um, two WeChat accounts. Hey, maybe she's a double agent or something here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's also a common one: business, one personal. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So keep the camera on then. Um, okay. Before we delve into this subject, I've noticed a lot of people in China, all over the world, like to take pictures of themselves, mm. selfies. Uh, I can't stand them myself. Mm. In fact, when I see a selfie stick, actually, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but, uh, and, and some of these uh, people uh, avid about changing profile pictures, like, mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, how long do you, when do you change your profile pic? Is it kind of everyday thing? Or? Not at all, no. It's, um, I usually have a favourite one, and then I keep that for quite a long time. Yeah, no. I'd go with that, same as me, because there's too many more important things to be doing, isn't there, in our challenging lives that yeah. we live. And I'm uh, not that interesting, so as long as I've got one interesting photo, there, there you go. <laughs> okay, and Sally, how often do you change your picture? Me, uh, I use, not often. No. No, just like I pick up the the picture of mother and daughter I use it since Two years, three years ago. Okay, so you're not an avid, you're not an avid profile changer. Okay, let's whack this out. Tell me, is it actually true? Because if I was to look through my Chinese friends on WeChat, I have to say a majority of them, and I'd probably say over 70%, don't have their face on their profile picture. So I think there's something in this. Would you agree or not agree? Totally. Okay, Sally, would you agree that more than enough Chinese tend to not have their faces on their profile picture? Well, why they don't use their actual face on the... So you do agree profile? with that, first of all, yeah? That they are more Chinese that don't have their face on. Would yes. you agree to... Okay. Yes. Yes, I agree. Okay. So what's your Chinese perspective on this, sir? Well, there's different concepts. Uh, I did some research online also. Good, because no one else has. And also, <laughs> I, I was in the many WeChat group. And I can see many people don't use their actual okay. face. Maybe some, for some foreigners or for some uh, people will say, maybe they want to hide themselves or they are afraid to show themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. There's not there's, for them, uh, they don't have, many of them don't have the concept like, if it saw my profile, they don't have the concept like, if you saw my profile, online profile, they are not trying to create online profile to show themselves. Mm. For them, like the QQ, like the WeChat, for them, maybe just communication tool. 
for some of the people, that's, that's just communication too. They just uh, pick up a picture to show, I, I like the dog. That's, mm. And then they will use the dog picture or, or cat or cartoon movie. Or for me, like I said, when I was dumb and then I chose the picture in and yang when I miss my daughter and then I chose the picture of mother and mother and and daughter. It doesn't mean that if you don't use your actual picture and then you're trying to hide yourself and then to do sneaky things, no, mm. that's not that's not the case. So you're saying it's more like a another way of expressing how you feel or who you are. Yes, but that's not one. just your face. No, yes, right. yes, that's one. And then let's put the question in another way. Why some of the people would like to use their actual face on mm. WeChat? Why? And then when we see the WeChat group, so many people and maybe some uh, choose their actual face. If we see this beautiful woman, mm. handsome boy, handsome man. Is it them? <laughs> well, you, you, you join many groups and you, you, you open your WeChat and you see if someone use their face and they will choose a beautiful picture, um, a handsome man, handsome girl, yeah. and then the other kind of people who, who will use their actual face is the salesman or whoever uh, who want to do the project. Like a business. Like, like a business. Mm. And then they, they have the concepts, the, uh, they, they're trying to create a good profile yeah, to promote themselves to say I'm real uh, right. I can be trust right yeah so maybe people think that I'm selling guitars <laughs> I might oh I scratched my head there so he's doing a poor job at it <laughs> get on to that that's why, that's why everyone's sending me questions about guitars oh really okay <laughs> okay so, so I might need to change that if it's a business set that's a good point so mm. people more of the, that business kind of focus would be inclined to put up maybe a business logo yes. or themselves depending yes. on how personal that business or service is right yes yes some, yes. some people like to put up pictures of famous people, maybe someone they fancy or a movie yes. star they kind of have a, a ting with, can mm. I say that? Even a picture of a dog. Mm. Yes, even someone used the uh, picture of their dog, their pet. I, I, just picking up on something else you said, Sally, it was interesting. There's a, a, a research writing a couple of blogs here, because this is a big topic. I'm sure the listeners will be quite interested in this. Um, one person's written in that, China is an authoritarian country that censors its internet. This is the first thing they say. Not so in the US, apparently. Um, and you want to be able to comment. So it's about an anonymity. Yeah. Um, it's also anonymity and just cultural habit. Now, on Facebook, it's pretty much just standard practice to actually put your own picture up. But on QQ, from day one, it never really was. And this is what you were saying earlier. People just put a picture they think is cool. You're just simply not expected to put your own picture. There's not a culture about it. QQ wasn't about that. It was literally about messaging, wasn't it? Yes. Like a, a telephone. Yes. Many of my co-workers use obviously fake pictures for privacy and to cut down on the amount of spam messages they receive from random guys. <laughs> well, that's another thing, I guess. I mean, unfortunately, men, we don't get accosted by girls too. Oh, actually, no, I'm wrong on that one, WeChat. <laughs> there is something in that. Um, there could just be that too. It's annoying people just contacting you because of what I guess you look like. Mm. <laughs> that problem, Will? Um, I don't usually have that problem. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's weird because actually my Facebook is not a picture of my face. My Facebook is a logo that I designed for, for, something, for something else, so, um, which is interesting. Yeah. But I think if you look back to um, if you were ever an AIM user or an instant messenger user back in the day, back in the day, yeah. um, we never had our faces. Yeah. Well, there wasn't there was, probably enough bandwidth. There wasn't enough right. bandwidth to put images. Right. And how terrible were our, our cameras back then as well? Our digital cameras were so difficult to get an actual image of our faces on there. So for a long time, if we were on Instant Messenger um, or on AIM, um, it was just, it was the same thing. It was these interesting photos mm. that we'd found, illustrations or pictures of other people. Um, and I think that after, after a lot of services, social media services and um, like profile services overseas have started to trend towards a real um, making the interaction more authentic through making sure that people use their real names and generally uh, an ID that has some sort of a face in it. For a long time, Facebook had the requirement that your 
picture had to have a face in it and someone that they could tag. Oh, I guess it's called Facebook, right? isn't it? Right. So, so yeah. I, I haven't seen that lately. So that my yeah. logo thing is a little bit of an experiment as well. Um, but I agree that it could be stemming from some sort of anonymity for, for um, WeChat here, WeChat users. Because, I mean, China does not allow uh, an encrypted end-to-end communication yeah. at all. So people using WeChat here or any uh, online communication have to have it so that they can, um, they can say something. And they'll even use like internet slang to get around some of, yeah, the, yeah. Some of the censorship. But they'll, they're also protecting themselves to a certain degree by not using their real names. Because it's often a phrase, that, if you've noticed, and not using their real face. Um, but it's usually something that comes from them, like with you, with your with your picture. You're trying to express your your feeling at the time through your image that you've chosen. So it's still it's still an expression of the person. It's just not necessarily their face. Yeah, and I, I think actually talking about that kind of thing. I mean, I do. I have to say, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to put a picture up of me and my children and wife mm. I, for the very reason that I just don't because of that little bit of a fear or you know I, I, I do want that kind of mm. private mm-hmm. so and, and I'll be very honest with you that, that's why I, I, I do it I mean I'm, something I'm very proud of but almost you know I, you just don't know who's out there looking right yes and I use QQ space to save the photo I took uh, many years ago and then I've, I have more than 2,000 photos on my wow. QQ space and then last year I also found out by uh, someone use my family picture and in their wow. yes in in her QQ space and then she used a sexy uh, background and then with my family picture that's strange that's, 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 that's true story yeah. and then I I messaged her to call her to to ask her to delete sure. uh, the photo of my family yes. yeah uh-huh. and then before you know, uh, I allow everyone to to update my friends mm. to in in QQ to look at my family picture. Mm. Now I only allow the people uh, I know, special friends, to mm. see my family picture, and then the other cannot. I, I tell you what, well, I think I'm going to go anti picture. I'm going to just put a black box there. <laughs> And just see what happens because I try yeah. to spend as little time as possible on these things. It's just another email account, isn't it? Bloody WeChat. You wake yeah. up and you've got 50 messages. Mm. You're thinking, oh God, I'm going to be terrible if I don't reply to them and them. It's just another uh, slave driven machine of communication <laughs> and casement of reality. Anyway, yeah, um, right. maybe also <laughs> one of the reasons why people don't use the yeah. actual face on the WeChat. There's a person here, Yuan Liu, who actually disagrees, says, I agree, it's actually a large generalisation, this. There's on many Chinese networks, such as Renren, mm. um, Chinese version of Facebook, the majority of users actually do use their own photos. Mm. But there are exceptions. Uh, he's seen some friends using other images or object scenery, as we've talked about. Um, but these are certain cases, they're extremely private or somewhat not very satisfied with their own looks. So I've asked a few people out in the street, and some of them say, well, they don't have a good enough photo of themselves. Fair enough. Because it's hard to find a good camera nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> and the second one is they, they actually don't maybe like the way they look. There, there is a self-esteem. Hmm. They're, they're, you know, if we have a pie chart, there would be a little slice, maybe a big slice, about self-esteem issues there. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Which I would, you know, sensitive to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that there is something about that. Apparently, yeah, personalities, you can tell a lot. The psychologists say about what type of profile picture you use. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's actually quite interesting. There's a lot of research on that, and I think probably a lot of listeners would say it's a load of crap. Um, but there is something in that, I think, someone that puts something... You know, it is an expression, so it, yeah. it is telling something about our, our conscious and unconscious, is it not? Yeah, I'm going to have to have to choose my profile photos a little bit more carefully <laughs> yeah. then, if that's the you case. Yes, it's true. And then, you know, we, all, we always put, uh, you know, what the food we eat or... Or how we feel at that time, or whatever, in the WeChat moment. Sometimes when I look at uh, one person's WeChat moment, mm. I can we can feel, or we can uh, we can feel that what kind of person he is, what he interested. Always food, 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 and then yes. right. no, and then yeah. someone maybe just just uh, story, 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 or some you know uh, 
Nikki's story also helped. <laughs> right, yes. So, I mean, on that, as we wrap this up, I would say if there's anyone out there who's looking at their contacts and they see a picture of Iron Man or yeah. Optimus Prime, it doesn't actually mean that they're in the area. Um, it's, someone it's very disappointing. <laughs> with an avatar picture up. Okay, great stuff. Thanks for that. Um, so, profile pictures aside, let's, uh, let's learn a bit of Chinese, shall we? Jingle, jangle, John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle jangle, John Wen. Then, um, Sally, you are our um, Chinese teacher for today. Oh, um, okay. Give us something. Some of our listeners, a good bit of Chinese. Explain the situation uh, you're going to talk about. This Chinese, where you would use it. Uh, first of all, give us the situation. I pick up from my daughter. She always uh, express. Her happiness mm. uh, with the words "太好了，太好了。Okay, okay 太好了。Yeah. So when your daughter is happy. Yeah, when I give her a gift, or when she when she has holidays, and when she uh have chance to call her friends with 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 my WeChat video, and then she says, "太好了 I'm going to talk to my friend. 太好了 I'm I I have a beautiful gift. Okay, that's so. You heard that expression before, Will? Uh, I have. It's just interesting the way it's being used with yeah. that past tense particle at the end, love. But it's going to be. I'm going to do this, but it's tai hao le already. Tai hao le. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like, oh, wonderful! I haven't seen you for ages. Can you can you use it like that? Yes, tai hao le. Can also you can use it. Okay, so there you go, listeners today, because it's good to think of positive things. I want everyone listening to this podcast to get in the phrase Tai Haula. Yeah, uh, what's the what's the tones on that? Let, let's break it down. Tai Haula. So Tai meaning Tai Haula. Yeah, what would Tai mean? Tai e why e for separate it doesn't mean like the same meaning. Like, right, no. Uh, like. It's normally two, isn't it? Yeah, two. it's just like Tai Tai. When you separate it, it's different meaning. Mm. Okay, but Hao obviously meaning good uh, in this expression. So if you have Tai Hao, you're meaning too good. Yeah? It's so, not too good, it means they're excellent or great. Yeah, so, so which would mean too good? Yeah, if it's good, but it's too good, it would be even awesome. better. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So awesome, awesome wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, wonderful, great. Okay, so we've got the Thai, which is the fourth tone, and uh, Hao, which is the third tone, and then La, of course, which is neutral. So, Thai Hao La. Yeah, Thai Hao La. Thai Hao La. Yeah, marvellous. Then the Thai Hao La. So you could say, China Jedi is... Tai Hao Okay. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe not. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you very much, Shadi. That was uh, Tai Hao Yeah. I think it's time for a, uh, a joke. Yeah. The great joke of John Guo. Great joke of John Guo then. I'm going to tell a silly joke. Probably not going to make you laugh. Um, it's a, chi- a joke that's translated from Chinese to English. Yeah, so. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, indeed. Right. This one's quite short, thank God. Uh, okay, it's called Chinese characters. Okay, Chinese characters. Here we go. A lady sees some Chinese characters on a Chinese menu. She likes them. So she goes home and makes a shirt with the symbols on it. Yes, you do. Later that day, she bumps into a Chinese person. The person looks at her and says, Do you know what your shirt says? The lady admits that she doesn't know and asks the man to translate. The man says, your shirt says, cheap but good. <laughs> hmm. Cheap but good. <laughs> okay, there you go. That was a cheap joke, wasn't it, Will? Researchers, you're hammering me here, you're hammering me. Okay, let's, uh, let's swiftly move on. Sally, Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, me. Jedi Sith of the week. Then let's um, let's start with our uh, with our Jedi's, shall we? Yeah, something yes. good that's happened. Um, yes. Give it to us, Sally. Give us something good, positive. Yin and Yang, <laughs> man. Good thing is now uh, I got a job uh, near my home uh, in the Nostack Education. Yeah, uh, I mean I just moved to my new home last month. And then I was looking for a job, and the, and then it just 
uh, near my home, five minutes by motorbike, and then just as my wish, as my daughter's wish. You can see when I work in uh, uh, in Gongbe, mm. and then she always say, "Mother, I want to work with you." What she means is she want to go with me after class. <laughs> That's nice. So the the jelly is new house, new job. Yes. Um, love new it. House, new job, and then as my reach, I can I can uh, uh, I go to the uh, training center at about nine thirty. So I have I have time to send my daughter to the kindergarten in the morning, and then after school she can go to the she can uh, the school bus will send her to the. To the training center now, she can actually work with me. Not really working with me, you know, stay with me, and then I can help her with her homework, you know, just as what she wish also. Lovely. Yes. I hope she doesn't get homework like explain what Moon Festival means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my my Jedi um, is uh, well. Do you remember these the old cartoons? I've just downloaded them for my son, He Man. Okay. Yep. He-Man and Thundercats. Nice. Hear the power, hear the roar, yeah. Thundercats are loose. I'll yeah. grab those from you. Yeah, but the originals. Nice. So they're the 1980s yeah. ones. Because the they've done new ones. But they, <laughs> yeah, these are really cool. Like, at the end of everyone, like He-Man, there's a little moral that they mm-hmm. go through, like, stuff for me to learn in life. Nice. Um, and the animation's kind of quite old, but it's still good. Yeah. It still holds up. So He-Man and uh, Thundercats are my Jedi. Right, hit me with yours, your first ever Jedi on China Jedi. Um, being on the China Jedi podcast, oh. I think that's the best thing that has happened to me this month. So, yeah, there uh, you go. There you go. This, this, well, so polite. Really, <laughs> wonderful, lovely. How great. Uh, we do have some really interesting guests, uh, Will, um, mm. here. So it really is a pleasure to do this. Um, so I'm glad you're, you're enjoying it. Okay, what about then, let's flip it, Sifs of the Week. Sally, give me a Sif. Good oh, thing. That's a hell of a list there, Sally. <laughs> only, only allow um. one. <laughs> if I could hold up her list, listeners. Well, good thing is I got the job, uh, you know, is near my home, and then I can take yeah. care of the, my yeah. daughter. And, and then I found out I don't have much holidays. Ah, you yeah. know, And then I just have uh, one day holidays in a week, just Sunday. Oh, dear. Uh, just Sunday. Yeah. Well, lucky. And then I'm... And and then I wish maybe if I got a job at the school, maybe it's much better. And then I have two days holidays in a week, and then some more days holiday, no, winter holidays. That's not necessarily you know? true, is it, Will? No, that's not necessarily you know, true. It's good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay, um, yes, that's the, the downside of yes. having a job. Yeah, yeah, in the Chinese centre. But at least, at least you get to spend a lot of time with your daughter, which yes, is which good. is great. Okay, okay, rather sifish. Um, my sif is my left eyelid. Yeah, uh, for the last three weeks, I've been having one of those. You know, when your eyelid twitches, oh, okay. and it just doesn't go away. Actually, right. it stopped today. I haven't really felt it today. Uh, but yeah, for the last three weeks, it keeps flickering. You know, huh. I'm sure one of our listeners has had this before. If you do, apparently in China, it's it's an omen. Uh, it means something bad's going to happen um, in your life. A little bit of research in this. And if you're in India, it means something good's going to happen um, in your life. So, uh, yin and yang for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my, my left eyelid is definitely my sif. It's really annoying. Um, but hopefully get better soon. Apparently it just spontaneously um, gets better. Yeah. Right, uh, Will, sif. Well, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I paid off my student loan. Yay! But then I realized that there are about two grand more fees that I have to pay because I live overseas and that, you know, Uh, they fine you for living overseas and actually earning money. So, yeah. uh, It's New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's lovely. So I've got that to pay for, which was unexpected and not fun, but uh, I guess I'll do it. Well, there you go. That is student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we should ask ourselves, was it worth it? Was that investment in your degree? Uh, essential, I guess, you know, as we go through our life, we don't really know until maybe future on, but yeah. got to have a degree now, haven't you, really? Yeah, that's uh, true. They say, especially in China. Well, yes, otherwise you can't be here. <laughs> We've got authentic degrees. Yes. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Uh, great stuff. China Jedi plug time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com.
May the smile be with you. Plug time then. Uh, we're going to talk about, maybe promote something, shine some light on something good um, going around in the world, in the community. Um, hoping you have something. One of you who wants to go first today with something good that they want to promote. Something good? Yeah. Now back to work as a teacher in the okay. training centre. And then uh, we are trying to... We are trying to uh, get a project like experience the foreign uh, experience the foreign events or foreign festivals in China. Like you know, at the end of this month, we have what Halloween, mm -hmm. and then next month Thanksgiving Day, and then December Christmas. Uh, what we are trying to do is. We are trying to get students uh, to have holidays with foreigners in Zhuhai to experience the real Western style of wow. festivals in Zhuhai. Okay, That's so, the idea. Okay, yes. so this is a program in Star Education that you're doing for Chinese kids, yeah? Yes. Yeah, and to promote uh, internationalization, yes. uh, foreign in, uh, friends. Yes, foreign uh, culture, yeah. The, a little bit of the foreign festival culture. Okay, so you know, in China, they have the Christmas, but normally it's commercial things, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, of Thanksgiving Day, not many have, it's just the restaurant, maybe Western-style restaurant will have the Thanksgiving Day just too commercial. I want the real experience of the, uh, the Western festival. I see. Yeah, I don't know how, how you guys spend the festival in Zhuhai. Wait, well, what type of festival? Like Halloween. Oh, he likes to go around scaring kids. Oh, and then <laughs> like Thanksgiving, American, right? Um, Did you take your wife out? Not really, no. We don't really do a Thanksgiving quite so much because growing up in New Zealand, it's not yeah. part of the culture there. Okay. Yeah. What Halloween? age did you go to New Zealand again? Six. Yeah, so you so. kind of really are yeah. New Zealand culture, aren't you? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah no Thanksgiving there, no? Not really, no. I mean, when when my family were still together, we did a little bit, but okay. it wasn't really a big thing, no. How uh, about Halloween? Halloween is mostly maybe... For the kids, for the boys, we go yes, out and about. Yes. I think, I think what, what you should do at Star Education is make sure when you get your programme you talk to China Jedi, because we, we, we know lots of foreigners, don't we, that would love to um, meet new Actually, Chinese friends. That is yes. very true, mm. yeah. Mm. Okay, lovely. And Pro then how... how Plug how away. Experience that culture, the Halloween culture in Zhuhai. Mm. I don't know how you spend the Halloween and then to create that. Uh, well, we can certainly talk about this um, more another time for sure. But yeah, we do stuff with our children, and you know the schools have something that we set up. So yes, um, yes. Uh, we look forward to hearing more about that. China, um, China, Sally, Sally Chen, <laughs> Sally Chen, China. Mm -hmm. Over to um, William Miles Lamont. Um, plug away, Will. Um, I, I, my thing is not as good as Sally's, so oh, I nice want to replug Sally's one. <laughs> there we go. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in it. That sounds good. Um, yeah, let me know how I can help. Okay, that's it. Uh, that's nice. We, we've never had a replug um, <laughs> on the same plug. That's uh, very creative, Will. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, I'm going to plug today. Uh, actually, I'm being told to plug it, but I think it's a good thing, and I agree with this, is our China Jedi Facebook page. Mm. Um, we don't have a profile picture of any of us on it. I think oh. we just have our logo on it because I guess it's business orientated, wouldn't that be? So China Jedi Facebook page, please check it out, like it. Um, it's relatively new. Uh, you should type in China Jedi into Facebook, C-H-I-N-A-J-E-D-I, <clears throat> go to our page. And on there, apparently, we have all the content from our shows, even the answers to the guess who's. Uh -huh. So you could get some clues before you listen to one of the episodes at your will. So there we go. Okay, great stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's get back into, um, you know, guess who? 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 We've got to remember. Guess who then? Uh, extra clues I think are needed to be flipped around the table. Um, will, you know who it is, but you don't know the name, so... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay, Sally... Uh, oh, you're just in dream world. Uh, Sally world. I'm going to give you an extra clue. You're obviously like one, yeah? Yeah. yeah, okay. So, this person, who I really hope you get, uh, was the first premier of the People's Republic of China. Oh my god. 
Yeah, serving from October 1949 until his death in January 1976. He served along with Chairman Mao Zedong and was instrumental in the Communist Party's rise to power and later in consolidating its control, forming foreign policy and developing the Chinese economy. He was reputedly the last Mandarin bureaucrat in the Confucian tradition. Wow. Yeah, known for his tireless and dedicated work, work ethic and his unusual charm and poise in public. The guess who is none other than Will? Just come up with a guess if you can't remember. No idea, and I don't want to butcher some Chinese names. <laughs> no butchering on this show. Uh, Sally, got any possible ideas? Joanne Lai. Joanne Lai? Deng Xiaoping. Well, hang on, Sally, you've got to go for one. It's one. Joanne yeah. Lai. Joanne Lai, okay, Joanne Lai. The guess who today is none other than Joanne Lai. Yeah, high five. Very good. That's awesome. Brilliant. <laughs> That means we're going to have to pay for her lunch, Will. Thanks, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Only joking. Uh, okay. No, that's marvellous. It was indeed Zhao and Lai. And um, again, listeners, uh, for your history fix, remarkable story um, this man's story is. Yeah. Uh, if you want to read up on it, it really is quite amazing. Mm. Yes. Um, and so much to it as well. We've just managed to squeeze it in there. So um, that's really fantastic. Sally, um, have you enjoyed being on the show today? Yes. Yeah, marvellous. Okay. And Will, feel, yeah, yeah. Phil, Will first, first time on, how, how is it to lose your virginity on Sunday morning? <laughs> again? Um, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we do it again and again. No, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, I've loved being here, so thank you. Yeah, marvellous. Well, as always, we finish with the last Emperor's Song, an original piece of music from around the world. This one uh, is from a band in Shenzhen, who we know well. Uh, we've played with them in a few places. Lips McKenzie. Um, is their name, and that's made up of Eric on bass, Kurt on lead guitar, uh, I think Matt, I think it's Matt from the UK, who just come to China, a brilliant drummer, and a Chinese singer, so got some nice China lyrics, I think she's called Sangrial. Yeah, anyway, they're a fantastic band, you can check them out on YouTube and stuff, Licks McKenzie, and this is um, some of their recording from um, the Secret Spot Festival, which the Sun Yat Sen's are at um, some months back. So Licks McKenzie, uh, Last Emperor's Song, Lovely to have you on, Sally. Will as well, making your debut. This is China Jedi, people.
Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.